Horses kind of freak me out. And he's like, oh, thank God you're not a horse girl. Like, I can't think of anything worse in this horse girl. <laughs> um, we met, we dated. He was awful. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go finger the icing off another cupcake. Hello and welcome back to this week's, or if maybe not even welcome back, hello and welcome to this week's edition of Officially Unofficial. My name is Bianca. And I'm Nat. And today we're talking about how to be a good ex. And can you be? And can you guys be friends? Short answer, probably not. Most likely not. Maybe. Um, We're undecided, but I'm sure we'll come to a conclusion. Um, But more importantly, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of loving the rain in Sydney at the moment. How are you? I'm drunk. So (laughs) (laughs) for context, we are recording on my birthday. Happy birthday. I know. Thank you. Leave. uh, For the millionth time. Leave leave well wishes at the door Um, because we're about to get into a very controversial and offensive episode. And if that bothers you, click off now. Just kidding. Don't. We rely on these streams to survive. But what was I reflecting on today now that I'm 23 um, and still single? Nothing about exes, but that's what we're talking about. So we may as thank God I Googled some other articles for content. Okay. I love how you say 23 and still single as if you've been single I know, my entire years. life. 23 years of singledom, no. Definitely um, not. Definitely has not been that tragic. And that's how we come up for the content for this podcast, really. But question, have you ever been friends with your ex? Okay, I've given this a little bit of thought um, on my drive here. Mm. And <laughs> it was a very long drive. Where all the preparation <laughs> happens. <laughs> but um, I think that I'm a little bit in the gray area here because Ooh. I consider this person an ex, but we weren't officially dating. But we had a very long. Here we go. Here we go. Here we, we go. We had a very favorite sentence. prolonged history of back and forth. Oh, and, ooh, okay. Yeah, and we were very close. We're still really close, and now we are friends. But the journey to becoming friends was three years of blood, sweat, tears, and so many mixed messages. Okay, contextualize. Oh, uh, no, summarize. That's what summarize. I um, we met. We dated. He was awful. <laughs> <laughs> there was some ghosting involved, and then. The best apology I've ever heard. And then we became friends. Mm. This is a very long time ago. So not exactly an ex, but the attraction was there. The romance was there. Yeah. Like a form of flame. Friends with a form of flame still counts as in this uh, conversation topic because we're inclusive. And I think that the context that we're describing here should should include that because Mm. it's those kinds of um gray areas situationships it's those kinds of situationships that you should refrain from being friends with if there's an attachment there i mean i maintain you should look i maintain no one needs as many friends as they've convinced themselves they need and i think the advent of social media and things like facebook that tell you the amount of friends you have and label these little bots of humans that you never talk to in your everyday life as friends is a joke. So I couldn't agree more. Oh, my God. It's an absolute farce. Like, how hard-pressed people are to call someone their friend this day astounds me. I have, and for the record, maybe about 
Actually, I don't want to say a number just in case people, people start <laughs> counting it up and we lose listeners. But that got me onto the topic of, sorry, not onto the topic, onto the question of what is the criteria for actually being a good ex? Because I maintain I've never been friends with an ex. I've said it, but I've never meant it. I don't think either party is. But meant before, it. okay, before you move on to that, mm. what about this? How would you describe being friends with someone? I wouldn't. You just, it's its natural. See, for, it's, no, it's an emotional <laughs> connection. You just, but I, I, the reason why I'm asking is to, you know, provide some context to everyone that's listen, listening to us argue about this. Mm. I think that for me, if I'm friends with someone, then that, you know, kind of surpasses that level of superficial friendship. Yeah. And it means that, you know, I'm constantly aware of what's happening in their life. Yes. I make an active effort to, you know, be supportive and know exactly what's going on and to see them regularly. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the difference between a friend and an acquaintance. Yeah. And I feel like people are really afraid of calling someone an acquaintance. Like you, I mean, not that you need to refer to them like that in everyday language, although I've started. Hi, this is my friend. Hello, this is an acquaintance. This is my acquaintance, (laughs) Ben. But I think it can be quite like you need to destigmatize it because people are so like, oh, you just have to call someone that you know your friend. But they're not actually your friend, so why are you wasting your time? But you're never going to refer to someone as an acquaintance. Excuse me, I do consistently for the past three weeks and it's changed my life. Really? Yeah. I would recommend it higher than like Pilates at this stage. <laughs> it's <true>. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, now that we know what a friend is or not really... How would you, brief pause for me to read my notes, what is the criteria for being a good ex? Rule of thumb, and I feel like this maintains truth in more than anything, how you treat someone who's wronged you says more about you than it says about them. Facts. Facts. So I read an article, I can't remember who by, um, but basically it said the key criteria for being a good ex comes under five things. The first one was don't be crazy. Love that. Um, be polite, but not desperate to prove that you're fine. I kind of like that. Because I really it, like that. Yeah, when you're in that situation, you're like, oh, I'm so fine, I'm so fine. I'm but doing you, so well. You're not. You're absolutely not. Like you're showing everyone, off. You're dying inside. Just own it. Like, you know, whatever. Um, oh, but <laughs> you say own it. I currently have a very mm. close friend that's, you know, dumped her boyfriend, but they live together. Oh, my God, this is the best story, yes. <laughs> I mean, she's the one that th- did the dumping. Yeah. And it's been about a week, and he has spent every single day of the week lying on his bed, playing <gasps> on his iPad. The bed yeah. they share? Have they got well, separate beds now? Well, no. Now she's moved into, like, a separate bed in this apartment. Oh, my God. I know, but. <sighs> When's that lease up? But it, it oh. <laughs> In a month. Not soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why her and I want to go away next week. Oh, my God. (laughs) But what I'm saying is he's making it so abundantly obvious that he's not okay and that he's devastated. And I mean, to his credit, didn't she dump him on holiday? She did. Amazing. (laughs) I mean, awful, but amazing. I know. But if you're upset... Don't own it. Just Don't own it. Be, be discreet about it. Be subtly upset is yeah. the point we're getting at. Um, one of the other points was people don't really give a shit about you complaining. <laughs> so 
<laughs> all those friends that say they're here for you. Don't mean it. They don't mean it that much. They mean it a little bit, but not, you know, 16 years worth of complaining. Like, you need to get over it eventually. Um, planning revenge is exhausting and useless. I could not agree more. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the amount of people? This is the thing. I was once at work and this girl was complaining about her partner and she's like, I'm going to send him an essay. For for context, again, we're journalists, so we know how to write really long pieces that no one reads. Um, Kidding. (laughs) Plus there's nothing more... (laughs) terrifying or annoying than receiving, know. you know, this Pages. massive bubble of iMessage. Oh, my God. A bubble, like, that rivals the hot air balloons in Turkey. It's <laughs> it's harrowing. But the another girl just turned around in her swivel chair and said, I can guarantee now he is not going to give a single shit about what you write. Couldn't agree more. So don't waste your time plotting revenge. Um, Looking good is the best revenge, and Khloe Kardashian has a new season for Revenge Body coming up. So, I don't know, apply with full naivety that you're going to get in. Anyway, the final point was don't divide your mutual friends and family. And this I can specifically attest to because not only have I been in this situation, but I've also had a lot of friends in this situation who have tried to do the subtle divide and conquer. And I'm sorry, I've been in a situation where I've had an ex in the exact same friendship circle, but I've had friends who so viscerally would like speak ill of their ex or like try to suddenly hang out with you so often that, you know, you were always like in each other's pockets and it was just so clear that they're trying to win the breakup, so to say. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I want to hear more details on that because I am someone who has never dated anyone from the same friendship group. Like all of my former flames were so external from any of my friendship groups, which I also loved. Mm. That's the way to go about it from everything that I hear because dating, I mean, for me, look, I got the best of a bad situation. There are a few awkward points maybe here and there, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Whereas I know people who crash and burn. Like, I imagine it would be so hard regularly seeing, oh my God, can you know, you someone that you were so attached to simply because you guys hang out with the same people. I know because the first thing you're told when you get dumped or you break up with someone is don't see them. Don't see them for whatever. There's like the 30-day rule, the 50-day no contact rule, whatever. Like, And, and you can only make excuses to not see them and to no, not be in that social setting. Mm. X amount of times until it's like, okay, I'm actively being avoided. Have I done something terribly wrong? But is that bad to actively avoid your ex? I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, but it depends for how long. Like it depends yeah. how close-knit that friendship is. But Plus, you're not friends. You're not no, no, friends. No, 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 no. Oh, Friend, you mean like, within, I mean the the, the, within the circle. I was about to get mad for no, a no, second. No, 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 within, <laughs> within the circle because what happens if you're the only one that's con- constantly avoiding and they're not? Yeah. Like, what message does that I feel send? that. But then, like, how long do you have to... Because I feel like you should avoid for a bit of time, and if that means, you know, you have to hang out with other friends or you have no other friends and you just have to hang out alone, like, you know, you can always read a book, get a hobby. Because <laughs> I feel really I bad that, saying this, but, that's true. you know. But I had that happen to a friend of mine, and she was like, I don't want to be there if he's going to be there. And I know that he doesn't want to be there if I'm going to be there, but we don't want to talk to each other to actually decide <laughs> we don't talk who's, about who's, who's going and who's yeah. not. I mean, I guess this is like what 
oh, no, I don't want to say this. I'm going to come across as really insensitive. No, you know what? I'm drunk. I'll say it anyway. But, like, when divorced people have kids together or something and they're just like, how are we going to work out custody or, like, how are we going to work out who gets what one week, who gets what the other? Like, maybe you have to do that with your friendship circle. You have to just one person gets to hang out with your friends, like, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and then Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. I don't know why, but my mind has just gone <laughs> into focusing on a very wrong part of the message that you're trying to, trying to get across. I'm talking about compromise. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm thinking that maybe during the whole, like, divorce process, you and your, like, ex-husband <laughs> should not be there. Maybe it's your friends that should be doing the... <laughs> yeah. How cool oh, is that? Yes, your friends decide... Who they want to hang out with more. <laughs> they should make it like a gladiator event. Like instead of you being like, oh, like I'll see you, like I'll hang out with our friends. No, no, you fight to the death and then that solves every problem. <laughs> I don't think that's legal in any country. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. We'll Google that later and link in the show notes um, if you can fight your ex to the death. Actually, probably in international waters. So this is that's what you should do when you break up with a partner and you're deciding how to be a good ex, you take, like, all your mutual friends onto a sailboat in international waters where there are no laws, and then you fight to the death. And and then that's amazing. it. That's it. And then that's, that's the problem it. solved. Whoever wins has to, you know, they win the friendship circle, but then they also have to pay for the boat. So that's good. That's a good compromise. Um, anyway, onto that note of compromising... <laughs> I don't condone anything full, that I just said. Full of creative and innovative I, ideas. I've had a glass and a half of rosé, okay? It's, it's my birthday. Let me say what I want, please. <laughs> but I read a GQ article um, by Delia Kai. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Again, she's probably not listening. Um, on PDAs, so public displays of disaffection and how you can tastefully Ooh. slam your ex, which I would define as, like, I guess just putting it basically like talking behind their back, saying ill things like within, because there's there's ill talk within reason, like, oh, they cheated on me, blah, 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 these are the details. And then there's Which like- Which is fair enough. Yeah. Like that- That's a fact. Well-deserved, it's a fact, yeah. <laughs> and they know that what they've done is wrong. But if you couldn't comfortably say what you say behind your ex's back to like a court of law- Yeah. Then, then don't then say it's, it. it. Then it's slander. Then it's then it's illegal. It's slander. <laughs> it's a war crime. Do you want to give an example? Legit. Well, I don't have a specific example, but I was speaking to a woman at work and she said the best advice she's ever gotten when it comes to talking, like bitching about things at work or doing anything like that is never say anything you wouldn't feel comfortable then saying your honour after. And, oh my God. and I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, because if you can't say it in front of a judge, you shouldn't be saying it at all. And I maintain that is such a good rule of thumb. Also, if you couldn't say it to a conservative Orthodox Greek mother, you should not be saying it at all. So, Mum, if you're listening, I'm really sorry for everything I've said on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, but in the article, getting back to that, she um, writes about her personal experience. And it's actually really interesting. We'll link that in the show. I will... I always say we'll link it in the show notes. I'll think about it and then, you know, if I don't, you can just Google it like I did. I'm about to burp. Hang on. Okay. I love how this is becoming a <laughs> recurring, um, but <laughs> recurring occurrence. But basically she said a good ex is someone uniquely qualified to call you on your bullshit. And I thought that was really interesting because mm. I didn't really get it when she said it. But then she goes on to discuss how, you know, she became friends with her ex 
maybe like six to nine months after them breaking up. Which be- I think is a good period yeah. of time. Oh, to- a grace period. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but basically because they started emailing again. Oh, Ooh, I'm- emailing. Sorry, we're going for two. I just had an ice cream. Um, they started emailing again and then in that she was like telling him about her life and what's happening and some of the like sad things she's going through and then he would respond back really honestly and being like, you're doing this because remember in our relationship like you were always scared of new change and it made Ooh. you react this way. Yeah, so he'd reference the relationship but in a constructive way and I feel like that is such a cool way not to be friends with your ex but to have like a cool personal uh Dialogue? What See, this is the disparity that you're talking about. Does that's this cross a good a way. No, I think that that's being friendly with your ex, but mm. you're not friends with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not completely being like, oh, we were never in each other's no. lives, which is something I want to talk about next because I have a problem. But, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! Um, <clears throat> but you're still like, you're maintaining a civil level of communication. That acknowledges you had a past. Yeah. Which is something I'm very bad at because, so, I've been thinking, I always tell people I've had one serious relationship. And I maintain I've only had one serious relationship, but I've had about three or four boyfriends. And I came up the other day where I was just like, I think I'm suffering from relationship erasure because I will legit pretend... Pretend that everybody else did not exist. Did not exist. Oh, I'm actually guilty of that as well. Like, I always think, like, oh, I've had one proper boyfriend, but oh my God, there were so many others that, like, I just. But if they were so insignificant and they didn't, you know. That's awful. That's awful. And this is why I'm friends with none of my exes because I pretend they don't exist. Like, how can you be friends with someone you don't acknowledge is alive? Oh, ouch. I'm not sorry about it. Like, it helps me. But, like, is the, my thing was I was having this, like, I was sweating in the car thinking about this, not focusing on the roads, um, whatever. But I was thinking, is this, like, a coping strategy or am I cognitively just doing this? I think it depends on the kind of erasure because if it's you're lying about it and pretending, like, it never happened. Oh, I'll fully get asked, like, didn't you date so-and-so? And I'll just be like, no. Nah. Okay, no, I'm not that bad. I am not that bad. What did these people do to you? Nothing, nothing. It was literally, they did nothing wrong. They're actually lovely. And like any ends of those relationships, which I've spoken about, like this is the one I got dumped via Facebook. Um, One for, because for context, in case you haven't listened to other episodes, I've only ever been dumped and I maintain that. Oh God. Salient fact, baby. But, um, and another one dumped me via text message on Christmas Eve, but none of them ever did anything wrong. I just you via text message on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I know. I can't believe I didn't mention that. That's so evil. I know. That is so evil. You give what you get. Merry Christmas. I mean, if you, (laughs) if you want to dump them, then do it. Don't lie to them. Yeah, exactly. I, I had we're not getting back to dumping. Okay, we've done we're not that. Back we're, back, to we're talking about relationship erasure and how I pretend pretty much all of my exes don't exist. And I feel like I do that because when I settle into a new partnership, <laughs> they're always like, So what's your dating history? And I feel like I don't really want to 
admit. That's okay. <laughs> that's funny because I'm the exact opposite. You're like, I've dated this person. This person and this, and this Let person. Let me get out my scroll. Oh my God. But I think it's so important being open about that and yes. also acknowledging that you had those relationships because each experience kind of shapes who you are and you get a better understanding of can what. Have the icing off the cupcake. Yes, you can have the icing off the Sorry. cupcake. <laughs> Um, but yeah, every experience kind of helps you understand what you're into, what you're not into. Oh yeah. Like personality traits, everything. Shush. No, there was, <laughs> I, I want my new partner to know there was no one before you and there will never be anyone after you. Then you're a liar. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all yours. And I always have been. I always have been. No, but. Like, whatever. No, I think Drag that you've got to be honest and realistic because if it does end up becoming super serious with this new person that you're seeing, what one, I, day, what? one day you're going to bump into an ex and they'll be like, oh, like. But you know why what? it won't be an issue? Because I won't be friends with that ex because I'm not about to waste <laughs> my time on someone that I dated for nine months in high school. Excuse me, you're 23. You meet someone today. They say, so... You know, tell me about your last, like, why did your last relationship end? Oh, I'm 23. I've never dated anyone, actually. Well, you know what? They're going to listen to this podcast and know all about it. So if you date me in the future, you already know, okay? Don't ask questions. All the skeletons are out of the closet. Exactly. I maintain, (laughs) do not ask questions you don't want the answer to because you're never going to hear what you want. I say that to everyone. I say that to my priest. I say that to my mother. And I will say it to you, future partner. Do not ask questions you don't want the answer to. Just listen to this podcast, like, and subscribe. Um, <clears throat> continuing right along. <laughs> Just dragging me for my coping strategy. Okay, we've got to get back to the real question. Can you be friends with an ex? Not if you're still into them. Okay. And that's a rule of thumb. Like they don't mm. even have to be your ex. If it's someone that you're really into <laughs> and they're not they're not that into you. Speak on it. <laughs> Speak on it. Stop trying to be friends with them because it's just it's like you're just torturing yourself. Yes. Can you give a hypothetical example of this? <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to go finger the icing off another cupcake. Sorry. Sorry, mum. Sorry, mum. Um <laughs> I oh, that was my knees. A hypothetical example. Yeah. I'm like a make believe. I'm really into someone who is not ready to pursue things seriously. Drag them. Drag them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've been trying to stay friends, which is so dumb in my eyes because I'm say it right now, that is con- a war crime. It is a war kidding. crime. And you're constantly um disappointed by the interaction because you're like your expectation of what you want mm. is something completely different to the reality of the situation. Yeah, and three words right now with your ex or your flame, manage your expectations. expectations. And also... <laughs> oh, that was really good. I brought this up when we first had that cupcake. Mm. If you bring, like, economics theorem into this, mm. cost-benefit analysis, like... Don't know it. You don't know it? <laughs> Just... So you you compare the cost of something with the benefit that it brings. So in this situation, you hanging out with your ex, the benefit would be the actual interaction and how happy it makes you within that moment. Yes. And then the cost would be um, how it makes you feel afterwards. If it you're is. confused or frustrated. Mm. And it'll never surpass the actual benefit because the benefit's just like minimal. F- yeah. It, it, 
God. Excruciatingly small. Sorry, yeah. I just choked. So choked on my rage at that sentiment. But you were saying. Don't be friends with your ex if you're still into them or you can see yourself giving things a second go in five years from now when they're more mature. Like oh, that's, no. that's such a stupid sentiment and I've heard so many of my friends say that. Like we're breaking up now because we both sort of really, you know, want to work on ourselves and I'm going to do me and who knows, maybe in two years from now we'll give things a second go. So in the meantime, you know, like we're still friendly. Can you imagine the I, kind of slavery <laughs> that is? That's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's dumb because... The fact that you've, like, ingrained this image in your head that, you know, is for two, three years into the future means that you're still clinging on to the idea and it's definitely going to hold you back from, like, meeting anyone else. Exactly. And it's just, like, I find it's very futile to be, like, it's very futile to plan anything in this world because... I think it's important to plan, but... yeah. To an extent, I mean, look, I'm just going to go ahead and say five years ago, I didn't really believe climate change was a real thing. That's the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. Get out of this room. (laughs) What do you mean? But I just, like, I didn't, it did not resonate to me at all. Okay, we're we're changing the subject and we're arguing about (laughs) this. No, but (laughs) what I mean is, like, five years ago. Did you read a book? I you know, the, the one piece of advice I always give, no, I did not read a book. I remember it only came out of a play. I really shouldn't be talking about this because I'm going to get lampooned. I'm just saying, had I known what I know now, I would not have directed my life accordingly, which is why you should never be. Oh, I'm about to burp again. What's wrong with me? It's the CO2, see? <laughs> firm believer now. Um, the CO2 doesn't make you burp. You just produce it. Look, but we're going <laughs> to. I don't know shit about science. I just know now that I believe in climate change uh, because the I uh, I really like Al Gore and I really like Greta and I like all the other people that have pretty much proven that it's a hundred percent. David, love David, David. big yes, but you know it's a hundred percent a thing. That's not the point of okay, this podcast. We're going off we're, subject. Yeah, I, I have a question for you. No. So you <laughs> would you say you're friends with any of your exes? Absolutely not. But I would say, um. I'm extremely, oh. Let me prove my point. Yeah. What about, do you think you would ever give any of your exes a second chance in a relationship? I used to, not anymore. And I, I reckon that's why you're Unless, not friends with them. Y- legit. That's it. I, that, it was realising that that I was kind of like, my, you know what? Yeah, nah. and I'm the exact same. Mm. I don't think I would ever date any of my exes again. That's such a good point. Like, if you, And that's why I'm friendly with them. That's why I'm nice to all of them. Because that's the same old thing. Like you will keep doing something that isn't the most beneficial thing in the world to you if you see that door reopening. Exactly. It's like why people stay in bad jobs, why people maintain friendships with their exes, why people will wear shit outfits in the hope that like that style gets recycled. It's not happening. It's just not happening. Even for me, there was probably one, one ex who I thought, you know, Mm. maybe when I'm older, we had a bit of an age gap and that was always the issue at the time we were dating. Ooh, what was the gap? <laughs> what was the gap? Speak on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... it was um, 40 years. Under 10, <laughs> over 5. Good bracket. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. That's, that's, fu- that's good. But it, it, it didn't work because I was just about to start uni and I was very mm. much in that sort of mindset and... Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like he None was, of you do though. 
<laughs> but like he was really mature. He just moved to Australia. Hot. Very hot. Love. But his problems were along the lines of trying to pick which suburb to live in and how much he could, you know, spend on rent every week. Can't Meanwhile, wait. I'm living at home with my whole family, know, like going legit. to uni. Very different. I'm living at home till I get married, which oh. isn't going to happen after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that fizzled and the reason in my mind was always, oh, like we're at very different wavelengths. And it's been what, five years now? Mm. And this person is in a very, very happy relationship. I reckon getting engaged end of the year. Guaranteed. And I'm so, so happy for him because they seem like such a perfect couple. Yeah. Um, but but we, no, 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 (laughs) but okay, actually, (laughs) no, no. But what I will say is up until a few months ago, it was always a question mark in the back of my mind. Like Mm. if things don't work out between them, would I be interested again? And I was always on the fence. It was always a maybe. And we ended up having coffee a few months ago and really enjoyed the interaction. But in the back of my mind, it was the same thing. Like, if we gave things a second go right now, the problem would still be the same. And I feel like that's the case for any of my previous relationships. Like if I gave things a second go, I I almost guarantee that we would end up breaking up for the exact same reasons that it yeah. didn't work out in the past. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I've had a massive revelation, like, just listening to that one point. Oh, talk to me about it. No, I don't think I can. I think I need to go introspect after this episode (laughs) because that has blown my mind in the best possible way. Good. I'm happy. Made me so secure. Maybe it's aging gracelessly. I mean, that's the point of this podcast. We want people to introspect and critically analyse and, like, by all means, completely disagree with what we say. Yeah, except the climate change thing, because quick caveat, (laughs) I do now acknowledge it is extremely, (sighs) extremely very much... Oh, you got messages. Sorry, I got got distracted. That's why I'm not speaking properly. Oh, it's from a fan. That's so nice. That's the one. Um, You're the one. That's the first compliment on our first episode. Finally. You, You should go listen to it. But, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, I don't deny climate change. Please, I hope to God everyone who listened to that big watch this far into the podcast. We can't be friends anymore. I know. Well, I can't be friends with myself. Friendship. Okay, we need to wrap this up because we're dragging on. Actually, no. Do we need to wrap it up? No, we don't. Oh, no, I read a really good article. So... On that note, which actually links quite well of the whole do you see a future with this ex and is that why you're still friends with them, um, Megan Nesmith, Nesmith? Who? Is she the Nesmith, author? Nesmith, Nesmith. Nesmith. Yeah, she, Nesmith. Dale says Nesmith, our producer, who yells at us all the time. Our guardian angel. He is such an angel. We, don't, we actually don't say thank you enough <laughs> or ever. <laughs> oh, actually, to say thank you, Dale is... Single. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I was going with this. (laughs) But Dale, whose singer name is Paces, is Is releasing. No, it's Pace. It's singular. We are the worst to him. We're so mean. No, but he's releasing his new song, which is beautiful. 
And you guys have to hear it. You do. We'll, we'll link we'll that in link the show notes too. In the show notes and on our gram. He's the best. But enough of Dale because this is our podcast and he's just a producer in it. Um, also, hashtag not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. <laughs> he's just so nice to us. Um, Megan Smith from Man Repeller Love um, wrote an article that said five questions to ask an ex. And it like the standout talking point was what would you tell your best friend if they were in the same situation? So like if your best friend came to you and was like, oh, like I want to be friends with an ex, what would you say to me? If you said that to me? Yeah. Um, okay. I would definitely, first of all, ask why. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> um, because if, if the if, – Actually, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this back to previous story time of mm. my friend who dumped her boyfriend, but they're still living together. Yeah. So she's the one that did the dumping and couldn't see that relationship going anywhere in the future. Like, couldn't see it long term. So for her, she so feels so fine being friends <coughs> with him and living under the same roof with him mm. because it's such a definitive sort of frame of mind. Yeah. And um, so over. Yeah. Mm. So... Shit. When she asked me for advice on it, I was like, look, if you if it does nothing to you seeing him every day, it's not upsetting you, it's not confusing you, then yeah, that, like that's fine. You can continue being nice to him. Just don't don't go out of your way to be friends with an mm. ex. I also feel like we treat our friends with way more compassion than we treat ourselves. Like you yeah. are so much significantly nicer to your friends um, than you would ever be to yourself in a situation. That's yeah. why, like, people stay in so many bad situationships or stay friends with their ex. But the one thing that really got me, she writes, your ex may have wonderful qualities, but it's worth asking why you're the only one who sees them and why you're Ooh. the only one who sees a point in being their friend. Like, everyone else that. is just, like, cut and run. Because I would say that. Because I think that if, if you were genuinely asking me, I would say don't be friends with them right now. Like, it's a fresh breakup. Like, give yourself time. Let yourself, let, like, let the feeling sort of fizzle, maybe try and, like, reach out and open this dialogue of communication in a few months from now. But when I say that out loud, I'm like, why would you reach out in a few months, right? Like, by then you're yeah. over the whole situation. You're not even confused about whether or not you want to be friends. I know. I, I just think that if, if you can avoid being friends with them, good. But if it. you can't, take a month or two to... You know, chill out. Yeah. Get your shit together. And just come back, like, actually healed. And if you're still into them, then don't be friends. Why would you be friends? Go make other friends, honestly. Do you I need it anymore? Do you really need that many friends? Look, I'm trying to actively cut people out of my life. And I mean, I, I, said to that, I, I said that to someone recently. I don't need more friends. Yeah, legit. You think, like, you go... I don't need any more all friends. All these life stages. Like, you sometimes just don't need additional friends in some of them. Also, I'm telling you, if they still want to be your friend... They're and lying. You, and you say... I don't need any more friends. The reaction you will get is priceless. Oh my god! Yes, no, just no. do it. Just do it <laughs> just for the gag. Do it for the, yeah, do it for the gag, and then say, <laughs> um, "No, Absolutely we can't not. be friends." No, like, why would you waste your time? And why would you torture yourself? Answer those questions, and get back to me. Mm -hmm. And if you disagree with us, by all means, tell us. But oh, I'm not listening. But <laughs> if you're if you're in high school and you're listening to this, oh, then <laughs> focus on school. Focus on school. Pick but, up an extracurricular. But, but also, build your CV. Be really nice to your ex because you guys are bound to see each other oh every my God, day yes. if you go to the same school. No bullying. 
And no judgment, but the yeah. generation below us is so mean. Oh, tell is me so, about I it. I swear to God, I walked outside of high school and at least five people called me ugly <gasps> in their minds. I swear to God. They looked at me and <laughs> they're like, you are, in their minds. I 100% heard it yelling in their little minds. <laughs> like, high schoolers are cruel and I cannot fathom it. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about them. Look. God. <laughs> look, this is the trauma of, like, walking near a high school student. So to summarise... Never be friends with your exes. <laughs> no, that was too aggressive. Don't be. Try it. Like, try to avoid it. I feel like no. If we're gonna if we're gonna make a rule out of this, like rule of thumb, if you're still into your ex, don't be friends with them. If you're in high school, regardless of what the situation is, always be friendly to your ex. Yeah. Just be polite. Just be nice. Like you don't have to be everyone's best friend. I don't know why everyone is so obsessed with being like Literally. the most popular. Person and I'll say it one world. more time. Friendly is different to friends. Thank you. Let's call it a day. I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to eat another cupcake. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Bye. Um, follow us on Instagram. Um, our handle is at officiallyunofficial.pod. I still don't know it, but you should. And on Spotify. Where <gasps> it's just officially space unofficial. Yeah, and scroll down to you actually find ours. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.